Hey everyone, my name's Jared King and you're watching The Read. And tonight I am very happy to be back. Uh, I know I haven't been around for, I, I think like a month now since it was my last one. It feels like it just happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know if you've watched um, any of my snaps or anything earlier today. I kind of had a computer failure. So I brought my mom's computer in here. This is what I'm working on now. Um, thank God I have somebody else if somebody's watching out for me. So uh, I'm able to be on this one and still come back to you with a great interview. So let me introduce my guest tonight. Tonight's guest is a Georgia native and a man of many talents. With a bachelor's in industrial engineering and a master's in business administration, some may find his passion for being a novelist out of the ordinary. Well, if anyone's doubted him, he's proven them wrong with a completed series called The Empire Trilogy, a new book titled Through God's Eyes, um, and even more creative projects to come. So how exactly did these works come about and what part of them are a reflection of his own life? Find out now as I interview author Terry J. Benton. Hey, Terry, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me. Good. Good. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad to have you here. Um, I know we had talked, I think it's, I think it's been months in the making uh, of this, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I know a lot has happened now. Um, you released uh, your new book. Uh, when when did you just when did you release the new book? I actually just released it a couple of weeks ago, so it's fresh off the presses. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so uh, we're going to jump into the details of the new book, um, but let me let's catch everybody up to speed about you. Um, so you grew up in Sylvania, Georgia. And in your bio on your website, it mentions that after surviving high school, you moved to Atlanta for college. Um, so as writers, I, I know that we make sure that there's meaning in every word. So when you say surviving high school, of course, I have to read into it. So what, what do you really mean by surviving high school? I mean, was it really a time of survival? And if so, why? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that Surviving in high school is, well, high school in itself is a time of survival for most people. I don't know many people who had um, a completely blissful four years in high school. So, you know, that's around a time when, you know, um, you're trying to figure out exactly who you are, you're trying to fit in, um, especially for, um, with me, it, that was a time when I was really trying to understand like my sexuality because I didn't come out until after I left home in college. So um, it was just, uh, it was a really interesting time, um, at times tough, but, um, but I survived. <laughs> and now I have a lot of interesting experiences to write books about, so. Okay, awesome, awesome. So uh, I expect we'll have some interesting answers for some of the mm -hmm. questions that are coming up, but let me ask you about this. So now, you know, in the intro, I had mentioned that you have a bachelor's in industrial engineering from Georgia Tech and a master's in business administration from Georgia State. So how does one go from those areas to something as opposite on the spectrum as fiction writing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I like to think that I utilize both sides of my brain. So I love math and science, but I'm also super creative. Um, writing and stories and books has been something that's always been with me even as a child. Um, I was a kid that in elementary school that went to the library and participated in the summer reading club for the little uh, Pizza Hut coupons that you get every time you finish a certain number of books. So, you know, that's just something that's always been a part of me. 
So, and actually, uh, working in engineering and businesses uh, really benefited my my writing surprisingly because you know I come from such an analytical background that I'm able to incorporate that into my writing when I'm planning out stories and like plot twists and developing the plot and the characters. So. Um, I'm definitely, I hear a lot of people ask uh, authors if they're plotters or pantsers. I'm definitely a, a plotter, and I think I can lend that to my analytical background. That's good. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad we have something in common, because I feel like uh, a lot of times when I talk about whether you're a plotter or a pantser, I'm like, I'm always running into pantsers. <laughs> mm -hmm. No offense to them, but I'm definitely a plotter as well, so I can appreciate that. I'm like, let me figure out what I'm doing before I know what I'm going into. <laughs> Yeah, I know some people who can write an entire novel and just pants it and then fix it in editing. And I would have a panic attack <laughs> if I had to do that. Yeah. Um, so let, let me ask you, you've uh, since started a blog with your own writing advice. Um, so why do you think it's important to work with you know, less experienced authors as a successfully published author? Mm -hmm. So I definitely think it's important to reach back and use your experiences to help someone else because um, when I first started writing, um, it's not something I really share a lot with people, but I didn't have the best experience with, you know, authors you know, wanting to help me and offer advice. Um, so I was kind of met with a cold shoulder by a few people. So, you know, I really had to just go out on my own and sort of, you know, uh, learn by trial. And, um, you know, now I'm at this point where, you know, I've worked with professional editors and you know, I've worked with a lot of different critique partners and other experienced published authors. And you know, I just want to be able to give back and sort of help the people and, you know, sort of break the cycle of, you know, established, knowledgeable people not really wanting to take the time to really uh, nurture and help people who are, you know, coming up behind us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I appreciate what you're doing because, you know, I've got, I've had a few people kind of ask me as well, just kind of some tips about writing. And um, there's definitely a need for more people like you out there, um, just kind of giving some, you know, advice because people need it, you know? Um, so that's, that's a really good thing you're doing. And I hope you, I uh, hope you keep it up. Have you, um, what's, what was your latest blog post about? What have you been writing about? So I'm actually doing a six post series and I'm a little behind, so forgive me. Uh, <laughs> I did some time off to, to travel for a bit, but um, so I'm doing a, a six post series about my writing process. And it's basically a behind the scenes look at how I bring a concept from uh, just an idea in my head all the way up to being ready to draft. So I always get a lot of people who come up to me and say, you know, hey, you know, I know you write books and I have an idea for a book, but I, don't, I have no idea what to do. So um, the purpose of this is to be able to point them to my blog where they can go and get step by step, you know, sort of instructions on my process and how I do it that, you know, might help them you know, figure out their own process. All right. Awesome. So if I have anybody ask me questions, I will point them to you because I have a horrible time of actually uh, <laughs> verbalizing it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have a link to now that I can I can send people to. Yeah, absolutely. Send them my way. <laughs> will do. Uh, OK, so your debut series was the Empire Trilogy. Mm -hmm. uh, so for those of us who haven't yet jumped in, what's that story generally about? Okay, so the Empire Trilogy, the first book is called Prelude to an Empire, and 
Um, it started the character, his name is Russell Wright, and at the beginning of the story, he's contemplating suicide. And so he's sitting in his car and he's thinking about, you know, like all the stuff that's happened to him in his life that led up to that point where, you know, he's like, I can't take it anymore and I'm ready to end everything. And so um, the story goes back to his childhood and we sort of uh, chronicle all the events that led to him um, getting to this point at the, at the opening of the book. And the major thing with that book that I wanted to explore was, you know, how a lot of our experiences throughout our life, specifically in our childhood and our younger years, really sort of shape who we become um, in adulthood. Okay. All right, cool. So would you consider that trilogy more like a thriller or like a suspense? Because what what I kind of got from that, I mean, and even with some of the sequel uh, titles, uh, what was what was the second one called? The uh, Stiletto yeah. Mafia. Yes. Okay, I got it right. <laughs> I was trying <laughs> to make sure. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so stuff like that. Like, is it is it more like a thriller or like a suspense uh, series? So the first book in the series is um, I would call it drama, um, contemporary, commercial. Um, Stiletto Mafia is more um, action and uh, more of a thriller and suspense. Um, with Stiletto Mafia, I wanted to do something completely different. And, you know, that's one of the joys of self-publishing is you're able to, you know, take your books in whatever direction that you want to go in. And um, I wanted to take a chance with the story and, like, really, like, switch stuff up and uh, give readers and fans of the first book, you know, something that they might not uh, be expecting. And surprisingly, it was received really well. Um, I know a couple of people who uh, Stiletto Mafia is their favorite book in the in the series. So, and it's of course my favorite too. Very cool, very cool. I know that's kind of a big risk to kind of mm-hmm. jump a little bit from the genre, but um, it seems like you were able to pull that off. So mm-hmm. now you're ta- now you're jumping into something else from from that realm with your latest release. Uh, so you're moving into more, what I would say is kind of like a relationship drama with uh, Through God's Eyes. Um, so, uh, you know, is there any fear that fans of your earlier work will may not find this new book appealing? Um, no, not really. Uh, my fans have been really good. Like all the readers of Empire Trilogy, especially with uh, Stiletto Mafia and how I was able to change up things and change up the story. Um, they've been very supportive and, you know, I'm thankful that they allow me a, a little bit of rope to be able to uh, try new things and, you know, explore new areas and really sort of test out my chops as a writer. Okay. So what can you tell us? What is uh, Through God's Eyes about? So Through God's Eyes um, is about uh, Isaiah Strong, who is, uh, he's a young marketing professional and, you know, he's always lived his life, you know, by the book. He's very practical, he's very risk averse, but he ends up falling in love with um, his best friend, um, whose name is Manny Freeman, who is, um, just as his name suggests, he's a completely free spirit. Um, he lives his life one day at a time, um, super creative. Um, he has dreams of being a songwriter and a music producer. And um, it's interesting because, you know, initially they fall madly in love. But then two years into the relationship, Isaiah starts to um, question if dating Manny is the right thing because, you know, he's trying to be supportive, but, you know, supporting Manny's dreams is, you know, eating away at his bank account and their savings. And so, 
um, Isaiah is also struggling with other things such as, you know, accepting his sexuality in his place of work because um, he works for someone who is homophobic and he's sort of closeted at work. But at work, he ends up meeting a guy um, called Nathan Wilder who has all the qualities that Manny lacks and sort of tempts him and starts to make him question, you know, his decisions and, you know, what path he should go down. All right, so let's uh, let's dive in on Isaiah's character a little bit here. So um, he's, like you said, he's kind of like a marketing professional, um, and that kind of echoes your own background in like business and industry. So is Isaiah's work life kind of inspired by your own, or is there anything in Isaiah's kind of character profile that kind of is pulled from your own life? So I would say that my professional career doesn't exactly mirror Isaiah's, but there are a lot of things that I've had to deal with in my professional career that sort of inspired um, Isaiah's plight at work. Um, you know, as a young gay professional, you know, it's not always um, acceptable to, you know, sort of be out and be yourself at work. And, you know, there's, I've been in several positions where, you know, I just haven't felt comfortable, you know, being myself. And, you know, so I was able to use that experience to really craft um, uh, the plot and some of the things that Isaiah experiences and what he goes through at his job, his career. Okay. Now, on the other hand, you have another character, Manny, and you you mentioned him as a carefree, you know, musician, very, uh, very artsy. Um, so where does the inspiration for that character come from? Mm -hmm. I would have to say Manny is the person who I wish I could be. <laughs> is, uh, Manny is like, I would probably more closely relate to Isaiah because um, we're both uh, very practical, um, sort of risk averse. Like we sort of live life by the books. And I, like, I think uh, Manny is, you know, uh, the polar opposite of Isaiah. And, you know, I wish that I could be like Manny at times with how he's just, you know, he just doesn't have a care in the world. The only thing he cares about is, you know, art, music, and creating and being happy. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So let me ask you, let me get a technical question out there uh, about the book. So one of the differences I noticed from your debut trilogy um, to this book was your use of present tense language uh, in your writing. So instead of describing things like I ran to the kitchen, you describe it as I run to the kitchen. Um, so why switch things up for this book? So um, what I try to do is as I work on new projects, I try to always do something different to sort of push myself. Um, you know, it's, you know, pretty standard to write in um, first person past or third person past. Um, but I really want to challenge myself with through God's eyes and do something different. Um, also, I felt as if, you know, first person present really, you know, brought the reader a bit closer to the action and closer to um, Isaiah as he's going through things and you know it sort of seems as if it's happening as you're reading it versus someone telling you a story. Yeah you know uh, reading through uh, the book I definitely got the sense that it was kind of happening in the moment mm -hmm. um, and that you know I think that kind of brought a different feeling to it so um, congrats for that. Um, there were a couple of themes that jumped out to me while reading as well, and one of them was infidelity, and another theme was kind of about being comfortable in your own skin in terms of kind of hiding your sexuality either at work or, or uh, being affectionate with your partner in public. Um, so 
I find when I'm writing, sometimes themes come to me with kind of with stuff that I'm dealing with in my life. So I want to ask you, like, what made you talk about these things in your story? So I, I originally got the idea for Through God's Eyes because, um, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend and, you know, we were talking about how, um, you know, sometimes people who may not understand, you know, homosexuality um, may feel like homosexual relationships are vastly different from heterosexual relationships. But, you know, in actuality, it's, you know, they're the same. The only thing that's different is the gender of the parties who are involved in the relationship. So I said that I really wanted to craft a story that showed a lot of the macro and micro issues that um, people facing relationships, not just gay people, but straight people as well. So um, I think you'll find that a lot of straight people can identify with, you know, a lot of the things that, you know, Isaiah and Manny experienced throughout um, the course of the book, because, you know, um, you know, there are people who have dealt with infidelity. Um, I've dealt with it before in previous relationships. Um, you know, there's like we all deal with, you know, being comfortable in our own skin. You know, it's it's a daily battle. Um, even for me, as you know, as much progress as I've made, you know, it's still something that you're you're conscious about. Um, so you know, there's lots of other topics that we touch on, and through God's eyes as well, we touch on uh, mental health, which is something that I think is very important, um, not only in you know the gay community, but also in the African American community as well. All right, cool. So um, I also noticed that you had a um, trans character in here as well. Um, could you briefly kind of explain maybe her storyline? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, Naomi is, um, a trans character in the story and actually she's one of my favorite characters. Um, she's Isaiah's best friend, but she's also really close with me. And, um, so Naomi came out to her parents at um, a young age when she was in high school. And, you know, her parents didn't agree, you know, with her. And um, she ended up being homeless as a result of coming out. And so she ended up uh, befriending um, another trans person, uh, Bianca, who, um, you know, sort of took Naomi under her wing and, you know, it sort of allowed her to, you know, be herself, be comfortable, you know, in her own skin. And, um, you know, it was really one thing that I want to point out with uh, Naomi in the opening chapter, well, not the opening chapter, but in the in the opening of the book, um, when Isaiah and Manny actually go to the nightclub where Naomi performs, um, she also performs in, um, in nightclubs. She does uh, shows with, you know, drag queens and everything. So, um, I initially pointed out that Naomi was trans. And then, you know, when I went back through editing, you know, I said, you know, I don't really, I didn't feel comfortable pointing that out. So I was like, you know, when I meet people, I don't say, hi, I'm Terry and I'm gay. You know, it's, I say, hi, I'm Terry. And, you know, and they get to know me, you know, that comes out. So, you know, I felt like that was something that we didn't need to point out about Naomi until it was pertinent to the story, which when, um, you know, something happens later on in the story that, you know, we won't reveal, but, you know, it becomes pertinent to the plot to actually reveal that then. All right. Interesting. So you've got a, you have plenty of story threads there and you have a lot mm -hmm. for readers to kind of jump in and, uh, and, and get, get into. Um, and from, from what I've read, uh, it's a really interesting story. So I definitely 
uh, suggested to everyone here. Um, and I will get into more at the end of this interview about getting your own copy, but uh, let me move on to the next question. Um, I, so I know you just released this new book, but we saw that you recently had a mentor through the author mentor match um, who was helping you work on a new book titled Before and After. So what, first of all, what was this experience like? Um, and what was some of the best advice that you got from your mentor? So uh, this experience was amazing. Um, before and after, just to give you some details about what the story is about, um, it's actually its own voices. Um, super proud of it. Um, it stars a gay black teen, um, which I felt was very important because, especially in the realm of um, science fiction and fantasy, um, because you know there aren't very many um, black gay main characters who are central to the story um, in science fiction and fantasy. So. Um, I really wanted to um, have a story where a black gay character is at the forefront. And in Before and After, um, it's about um, the main character, his name is Alex, Alexander Kyle. And he, he accidentally kicks off or kickstarts the apocalypse and unleashes the spirits of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Wow. And when death possesses his younger sister, his 10 year old sister, Adeline, um, he has to go on like sort of a quest or an adventure to save her. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> so I'm going to have to keep a lookout on that. So when could, I I know it's early, but when can we maybe expect to see this next one? Well, I'm trying to take before and after the traditional route. So it might be some time before, you know, it's actually available to the public. But, um, you know, to, to answer your, um, your original question, I don't want to get sidetracked. Um, so the Author Venture Match program has been amazing. Um, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with the program, but um, there's a certain number of mentors and, you know, you submit um, your materials just as if you were to query a um, regular literary agent and mentors decide um, based on the, on the submissions which projects they would like to take on to mentor that author and sort of help them polish their manuscript and get ready for querying. And um, so I participated in Before and After with my fabulous mentor, uh, Brie Barton. Um, she actually has a book coming out, I think, in spring of next year called Heart of Thorns. Um, so um, be sure to look her up, too. She's an amazing author, an amazing person as well. Um, and like she really, really helped me transform Before and After into something really special. Um, and I would have to say that the most important advice I got from her is um, we had a conversation initially where she asked me, how did I feel about, you know, big revisions? And um, so I thought, well, you know, I could give her my PC answer and say, oh, yeah, it's completely fine. But I was like, uh, you know, <laughs> I was like, maybe I should be honest. <laughs> like uh, big revisions, like, you know, they scared the, the crap out of me. But, you know, I feel like it's something that you have to get comfortable with, especially, you know, in the literary industry. So um, it's a little bit unnerving, but, you know, um, it's something that's necessary, so I'm comfortable with it as long as you just, you know, sort of take me slowly. So, you know, some of her advice was, you know, to you know, get more comfortable with big revisions because especially in traditional publishing, you know, your book goes through several different rounds of uh, big revisions before it's actually published, so. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck with traditional publishing. I know that that can be tough. I mean, it's super competitive now. 
And, um, you know, but I'm sure like, you know, you, you're working with somebody and uh, I feel as though I believe in you. I think you're going to get there and uh, we'll probably see your book in Barnes and Noble someday. So I'm hoping for you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Same to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Hopefully I will get there some way. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, so where can people find out more about you? You can find out more about me at my website at www.tjbenton.com. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Terry J. Benton. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, Ice Cream Vice Lord is my Instagram name. Um, always tweeting and posting about current whips and um, new projects. So, okay, yeah. awesome, awesome. So uh, Terry uh, sent me an email yesterday uh, and. He mentioned that he is willing to give away a free signed copy of his book. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a clip of this show of like our question and answer session. I'm going to put it up on Twitter and I just want you guys to retweet it. And anybody who retweets it is entered into a chance to win the free copy of the book. Um, so, you know, make sure that you make sure that you get on there, make sure that you retweet it. Even if you want to make another account, you get two chances, <laughs> do what you want to do, but we're, we're giving away a free book. All right. Anything else you want to say about that, the offer? Uh, no, good luck. Um, yeah, uh, follow, retweet, good luck and, um, books ready to go. So hope you'll enjoy it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Terry, for joining me tonight. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And um, I think we had a great conversation tonight. I can't wait to see what else comes up for you. And, um, you know, I'm rooting for you, man. So thank you. All right. Thank you for having me, Jared. All right. And everybody else, thank you for watching. Um, you all have a great night. I will talk to you soon.